0: Now, I know some of you might be uh, sick and tired of hearing about my travels to Iceland, but uh, I'm not sick and tired of talking about it. It's kind of transformative uh, to a degree, just being in a country that's so beautiful, that shows the raw power of Mother Nature and the hand of God coming out of the clouds and the rainbow and magma spewing out of the ground and tectonic plates splitting the country into two and... Uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, so definitely uh, enjoy talking about it. And uh, also the planning behind all of it, which, as I said yesterday, kudos to my wife, Megan. She did just incredible amounts of planning. Uh, and we're uh, going to talk about some of that planning and um, how it all uh, played out while we were on the ground in Iceland. So uh, another edition here of Wife is Calling on the WMAY morning news feed. What do they so, Megan, uh, a lot of planning. How many hours do you think you spent uh, looking at websites, checking uh, rentals for vehicles, uh, looking at uh, flights, trying to make sure that we get the right flight and get back in time, and, and so on? How much uh, how much time do you think you put into just researching, uh, being able to travel to Iceland?
1: I I don't think I can say because. I mean, when I started out, I almost had like something akin to flashcards because I was learning the names of the various places and what they look like. And I needed to be able to convince you to drive there. So I had like (laughs) pictures printed out with like the definitions of what they are and like how it was formed and how tall it is and, you know, just like real dorky stuff um, about the, the formation of these sites. And you know, like that part was already done this year. I, I, you know, I had kind of a, I did, I didn't take the flashcards this year. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed.
0: (laughs) Well, I think I, I, you know, I'm starting to know more of the various uh, waterfalls, and I know that "foss" means fall. So when I see the sign, I can say, "Oh, okay, we're getting close to that that waterfall." Uh, And then, you know, trying to learn more about some of the other uh, uh, terms that Icelanders use for uh, mountain or for glacier, uh, which uh, are some of the things that you get to see while traveling around in Iceland. But uh, yeah, so just being able to identify these various areas, but also being able to get there. You talked about uh, the GPS unit that we had. And the importance of that because you can't necessarily rely on Google Maps and whatnot, uh, but uh, it really does help uh, get from one place to the next. Something else that helps the travel situation. We talked with a lot of people on the ground in Iceland, families, people there for the first time, uh, from different countries even, uh, and and they talked about how yeah, we had a hotel over here, we had a hotel over there, uh, and and they they kind of felt a little confined, right. We did something totally different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people, when they, they go, they have a home base. Um, like, we met one couple from Britain one year, and their base was Akiary. And they stayed in the north and just went where they could drive in a day. And some people are based out of Reykjavik area. And, you know, there's there's no way they can make it around the island um, and get back to their hotel to have a, a good sleep like that would take way too long, um, but we, we wanted to have that extra mobility, so we did the sleeping in a car thing, which is it's it's rough, you know. <laughs> um,
0: well, and and again, we've been to Iceland four times. This most recent time uh, was our fourth. Uh, the first time we got a small van uh, that had a uh, convertible bed in the back, and it was good for two people. We, we quickly realized that's not for us. Uh, so the next year we got a four by four truck with a, a camper uh, apparatus to put in the bed. Uh, and that also allowed us to go off road in some areas uh, to get to different sites further inside the country. Um, and we did that for the third time as well. This fourth time we got a a, a much larger van. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, like the things that you learn about camping, you have to learn while you're doing it. And the thing we learned about that tiny van was, for one, you couldn't stand up. So you were crouching the whole time, you know, cooking, sleeping. And what I really hated was it rained a lot and we were trying to make the bed and we had to be outside of the van to make the bed with the doors open. So we were getting rained on while we were making the bed. That was no good. So um, the next phases we had, we were in vehicles where we could stand up, and the bed, like, stayed made the whole time. which is great. (laughs) And we could throw our... Yeah, we could throw our... We didn't have to, like, wrap it up or, you know, take it down or anything like that to drive. Or to cook.
0: Or to change. Or to cook, right. Or to access, uh, you know, certain uh, uh, things that we've packed, like our technology or whatever it may be.
1: Hilariously, the van that we got this year was advertised for five people. (laughs) So... (laughs) which I would be
0: miserable I, I couldn't, was like trying to I couldn't imagine ugh. driving that thing around because it's a big it was a big box van uh you know you might see these some like uh you know U-Haul type of rental vans big box vans uh a diesel engine uh manual transmission uh and uh it did its its job for the two of us but if we had three other adults it would it would have been miserable for the people who had to sit in the back because there weren't any windows in the back. So they'd just yeah. be sitting in the back, facing the back of the vehicle, driving hundreds of miles, not able to see the beauty that is Iceland. Uh, so uh, I'm glad. <laughs> Might be a little selfish on our parts to, to rent a five-person van just for the two of us, but uh, it was almost a necessity just for us to enjoy it.
1: Hey, we paid for it. <laughs>
0: That's right, we paid for it, absolutely, we paid for it. Well, actually, the credit card bill's still uh, still calling, so uh, we'll have to square up on that. Uh, uh, but, uh, but the van really allowed us to uh, chase the weather not be tied down to a hotel uh, and uh, see some things and really just get in in time. Like, for instance, we got to uh, Reykjavik. We had to take a COVID-19 test in order to get back into the country, which we'll touch on here in a moment. Uh, but uh, we were able to, to navigate there, get to the famous church in Reykjavik just in time before they closed the door so we could take a tour up to the top of the uh, the tower uh, and look over the capital city. It just uh, gorgeous. Uh, so the van really allowed us to to get to where we wanted to be just in time. Now, Megan, uh, something else that was a little bit of a kink this time because, uh, again, we've been to Iceland three other times before COVID-19 hit. This time, uh, COVID-19 was a reality that we had to deal with in international travel. Tell us about uh, all the hoops that we had to jump through.
1: Well, there was... There was good and bad, right, because um we were able to go to Iceland in their high season and experience it with very, very few tourists um, which which was pretty surreal yeah but the 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 making sure that you had you know the proper documentation um Like, they had different rules for if you had a vaccine card or not. You know, if if you didn't, you had to quarantine for a certain number of days in a specific, like, specified hotel. Um, We didn't want to do that. We flashed our cards around. um, And planning when we were going to take the required test to get back into the United States, we had to have three days advanced, um, or no more than three days, right, so we were like counting on our fingers because how you read the CDC yeah. so, okay. paragraph, it's very confusing.
0: And, and, this is, <laughs> and this was despite vaccination status. So even right. though you have a CDC vaccine card to get back into the United States, you still had to show a negative COVID nineteen test. So again, despite vaccine status, you had to show a negative COVID test. So. We, uh, I looked at the CDC order, and it said, you know, three days, not 72 hours, three days give you flexibility. Uh, and it said in the language, it was like, this is so that you can take a test on Tuesday and be able to fly out Friday. So we were counting, you know, Tuesday, yeah. okay, Wednesday, we were, Thursday, Friday. We
1: were sitting in the van counting on our fingers, like, okay, if they say this, <laughs> then we can do this. Yeah. But so, then we <laughs> noticed that our test expired,
0: right? <laughs> this is... A, and this is where... We get back to the uh, the, the airport in Keflavik, uh, Iceland, and uh, we're, we're, we're just in time. You know, we, we got the, the, the camper van returned. The shuttle takes us to the airport. We pull up, and there's just a line of, I don't even know, like 500-plus people or something, all snaked through this line, everybody wearing their masks. And uh, as we're waiting in line with our bags to check them in and to get the boarding passes, <laughs> I look at my uh, my negative COVID-19 test PDF that uh, the the Icelandic Health Authority sent after we got our negative test. Uh, And, you know, when we got the negative test, we're like, yay, okay, we figured that much. Uh, And and then several days go by, we're traveling around the island still, uh, and then when we get to the airport, I look closely at the fine print, and it said that uh, the test expires, the test results expire at like 3.36pm on the date that we're standing in line at the airport. What time was it when we were just walking up to the the desk to check in?
1: Wasn't it like 10 after 3 right. or something? Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, was, it was getting uncomfortable. It was
0: getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I was like, I was just looking at my watch the whole time. Uh, thinking to myself, hurry up, people. Yeah, you can check your huge bike in. Go to the odd luggage check-in over there. Oh, come on. It's getting close. I don't want them to scan this thing and to say, nope, you can't get in because your test is three minutes expired. Uh, (laughs) But that didn't happen, thankfully. Uh, She didn't even scan it. I don't even think she looked at the expiration date. She just looked at the passport number, uh, the negative result, and said, okay, go ahead. Uh,
1: I was very disturbed with what she did do.
0: Do you remember what she did do? Well, it was, yeah, she's touching everybody's phones. She
1: (laughs) took my phone and she, you know, she made the text bigger. She zoomed in and she's touching all over it, which is, uh that's a bad thing in a pandemic, right? I felt so bad for her. She was touching everyone's germy phone. Yeah.
0: And they were passing people. Like, Guys, were, <laughs> and, and people were passing this is around how you get sick. Yeah, people were passing around the same pens to fill out yes. their their affidavits cuz not only do you have to show a negative COVID-19 test to get back into the country of the United States, you also had to fill out a form that says I attest that I have a negative COVID-19 test. Under the yeah, penalty no of, symptoms. you know, perjury. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people are having to fill yeah, this so out and passing, own... passing
1: these pins around. <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and then it was weird. It was, <laughs> and you know, social distancing out the window, right? <laughs> you know, I, everybody was wearing masks, but we yeah. were in. Uh, Keflavik Airport is very small. Yeah, I just felt so bad. Like they don't have the infrastructure to do this, and frankly. O'Hare
0: was worse. Yes. <laughs> you know, like well, they What was bizarre bad, about that bad, is, bad. you know, O'Hare is such a large airport, it's an international airport. And uh we're on a flight with, you know, 150 some other people uh coming back from Iceland to the United States. We get off the plane and we start going through the customs area, and what did you notice? Well,
1: I mean we were all dumped together, right? Yeah. Like planes from all over the place. So if there's I don't know if there's a hot spot somewhere. We definitely, we're all like merged together with everyone.
0: I would imagine Um, there were seven different international flights all dumped into the same area, which doesn't make any sense either. If If you're worried about spread, why don't you have a customs official take care of one plane instead of having seven different flights from all over the world come together? Again, no social distancing whatsoever. Oh, no. Everybody was wearing masks, but no social distancing. Pretty incredible stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were we were
1: joking that, you know, we were oftentimes alone at, at the waterfalls and all right. the sites in Iceland. Yep. But the times that we thought, ooh, like, this is actually dangerous were when we were in the COVID test line. That was, would that take us like 45 minutes? Hundred, hundreds through.
0: of people in line at a clinic in, in Reykjavik trying to get a covid test it, it, yeah yeah <laughs> some of this just doesn't some of this surreal. just doesn't make any sense oh,
1: gosh yeah and we scheduled an appointment and everything but it didn't matter <laughs> <laughs> pretty it incredible didn't matter the-
0: Megan, uh, that's all the time we've got. Uh, appreciate, okay. <laughs> appreciate you sharing some of the, the travel uh, that we had to endure to see just a magnificent country. Who knows when we'll be able to go back again. Uh, but uh, looking forward to traveling anywhere with you. My wife, Megan, joining us. Wife is calling. Uh, greatly appreciate it, and we'll see you later, all right? Okay,
1: bye.